It's the Vila Staley on the new 105.5 Sports Live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners studios here in Auburn. My name is Aaron Morse filling in for Matty B on this Monday morning. We got Coach Dave Wing in studio and on the phone right now, he runs PatsPropaganda.com. He is Mike Dusa to talk all things Super Bowl with us. And Mike, first of all, noticed on Pat's Propaganda uh, this week, you have uh, an hour-long special Foxborough and Friends Super Bowl preview show that's getting a lot of views there on Facebook. Tell us about the show you were on as a guest and uh, how that all happens and what you guys talked about <laughs> over that hour oh, sure. long. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's, uh, it's with my old friend Fitzy, uh, who I go back with uh, always. And, uh, you know, we've tried to develop content over the years. Uh, we did last year, we did a show called Pat Show. And uh, this year, we're just kind of doing this new show called Fox and Friends that's uh, just him and I. And uh, we're producing it all ourselves. And it basically just comes from Fitzy's basement. And it's <laughs> myself and him, uh, two, you know, super fans. And, uh, yeah, it was fun, a lot of fun. I mean, we get chatting and, uh, and we, we talk a lot of stuff. So it was, it was good to do preview. Fitzy, of course, yesterday was. Uh, fortunate enough to host the send-off rally so uh so it was really cool to see him up there and uh we just have a blast well how about that rally it seems like there were um a lot of people there how does it compare to stuff in the past oh 35,000 unfortunately I was able to make it yesterday but I went you know I went last year and this one was I mean even bigger which uh they opened up the stadium and uh I mean they had blue man group there uh uh, it, it was great. I mean, you know, it just shows how rabid New England Patriot fans remain. Uh, they are definitely not uh, complacent going to Super Bowls. Uh, the excitement is real, and I, and I think everybody realizes, you know, we're closer to the end than the beginning now, and uh, we're all kind of savoring it. Certainly, and so you've you've posted your thoughts on Super Bowl week and everything. Now, Coach Wings said that he heard maybe some uh, Baltimore material from the Patriots the other day at the rally. I know Patrick Chung was talking. What anything you heard from what they were saying? Anything that strike you as uh, not typical for the Patriots in terms of the talking? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you're always walking on eggshells with that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, I thought it was it was pretty tame. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a it's a pep rally, you know, and, uh, and for everybody to you know uh, go out and walk the line, it's not as much fun. And Patrick Chung had a lot of fun with it, um, you know. And, and of course, I mean, you know. Everybody talks about playing up bulletin board material, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is a Super Bowl game that you got to go out and win on the field. And, uh, you know, it's just everybody having a little fun. And it wasn't disrespectful. Certainly. Tom Brady announcing he's, you know, officially coming back no matter what next year. I'm not surprised. You're not surprised either probably, right? Oh, my God. Well, not at all. I mean, and I think as the season progressed, I mean, he just needed to get better and better. You know, who knows? The extent of the injuries that he was kind of dealing with. I mean, I feel like it's always after the season that we find out really what he was going through. Um, you know, but he uh, he powered through it just like the team did. Uh, you know, he had some personnel changes with Josh Gordon coming in, but you know, here we are at the end. And I mean, it seems like Brady is the offense that you know always has suited him well, uh, making quick decisions, unloading the ball, not giving pass rushers a chance to get there. And uh, you know, that's exactly the the kind of game they're going to need again against the Rams. Well, give us your early scouting report on the Rams. I know you posted one a few days back there. What are some keys to stopping this team with their explosive offense and playmakers on defense? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the baseline is you got to like how the Patriots match up. I mean, I think they always kind of – I'm a lot more worried about the Patriots' defense against one of those uh, unconventional offenses, kind of like we saw with the Eagles last year. So, uh, you know, granted, the Rams are very creative and, uh, you know, do a lot of things to give defenses problems. and. They certainly have talent, but I think just from the pure perspective of matching up where we have a, a strong secondary, uh, you can set Stephon, Stephon Gilmore, um, you know, who's, who's your, your top corner that you went out and paid. Uh, you know, this is the kind of game you get a guy like that to, to stick him on somebody like Robert Woods, um, you know, who, who's really a good 
consistent receiver for the Rams. But, uh, you know, and they know what Brandon Cooks is. And, I mean, I think you've got some physical guys like J.C. Jackson and Jason McCourty who, who, you know, can be physical with him at the line of scrimmage. And, uh, you know, we've seen this year the Patriots aren't afraid to, uh, you know, play cover zero, play cover one, um, you know, especially with these teams, even with deep threats. They're, they're not afraid to play that kind of game. And, uh, you know, so for me, I think it just boils down to how they deal with, with Gurley, uh, you know, both in the run and, and in the short passing game, because I think that's where they've been most susceptible in the games that they haven't looked that great on the road, albeit against uh, you know, teams that didn't make the playoffs. But um, that's kind of the key. I think they've got to stop Gurley uh, and contain him and have a plan to deal with him uh, every, every down they see him out there. Well, speaking of Gurley, I mean, what about C.J. Anderson? <laughs> I mean, Gurley had no, almost no role in that NFC title game. I couldn't believe it. I know that's what's funny. I mean, and, and you know, they, and we see T.J. Anderson before, uh, obviously, 2015 when he uh, you know ran for the game-winning touchdown in overtime. Um, you know, I, he seems to be like the kind of guy that they're usually able to contain. Um, you know, especially he's about 15 pounds heavier, maybe 20 pounds heavier <laughs> at but, least. Uh, you know, not quite as, as explosive, but um, you know, I, I, I think it's 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 more girly, uh, especially in the in the short passing game. I mean, I know if I was the Rams. That's where I would attack the Patriots. Is, you know, try to get Kyle Vannoy, try to get Dante Hightower in, in coverage uh, and, and get the ball to Gurley and just take those underneath passes. Take what's there uh, against this defense. But, you know, you've got to consistently execute, and uh, that's a very hard thing to do. All right, so coverage this week. Um, you got anything else planned uh, this upcoming week? I mean, I, you've already given us a scouting report. You've already um, you know, broken down things in terms of, you know, what the Patriots need to do and everything. What else do you got planned here? We can check out on Pat's Propaganda. Yeah, just, uh, you know, trying to dig a little more into the Rams. I mean, at this point, I feel like I know what the Patriots are. Yeah. I know the kind of game that they need to play. So it's less about, you know, kind of reviewing what the Patriots are and more just, you know, getting a better sense of, of the Rams. And, I mean, I think, obviously, Sue and Donald are, are two players that, you know, are just – I mean, like I said, the Patriots had a good matchup to face the Rams offense. You know, the, the, the Rams have a good matchup to face the Patriots. I mean, they've got two guys who can get that, you know, vital pressure right up the middle. Um, and so I think everything's going to start on that side of the ball with, with stopping them. So I'd like to watch them a little bit closer, see, you know, how teams are effective. you got to expect they'll run a lot of uh, misdirection and, you know, wham blocks, that kind of stuff to kind of, you know, let them get upfield and then blast them or let them get upfield and get out of position with a screen pass, those kind of things. Uh, you know, you throw Cordero Patterson in there, uh, another, you know, effective kind of gadget guy that they could use. Um, I think the Patriots have the tools to kind of get around those guys, but uh, they sure are dangerous. So, Curious about that. Jump into the game plan, and of course a, a hoodie prediction. So we, we got to see, you know, what Bill Belichick should wear in the Super Bowl. That's my, my signature stat. Well, yeah. What is his history of outfits? <laughs> well, I don't want to give too much away, but the big, the big, the biggest thing that you know, it took, it took. Unfortunately, it took me eight Super Bowls to figure it out. But I mean, really, it comes down to just basically don't cut the sleeves. He's cut the sleeves in three Super Bowls. Everybody remembers that red one he wore in two thousand seven. Uh, he wore a cut one in 2011, and then, and then this past season he wore another cut one in the Super Bowl, and those are the ones they lost. So uh, the message we're trying to get to Linda Holiday uh, this week is don't cut the sleeves. Do not cut the sleeves. <laughs> you know, I was surprised. I just saw a report saying that Sean McVay contacted and talked with Bill Belichick after every game this, this season. That surprised you? Yeah, it sure did. It sure did. And I mean, it's, uh, I mean, fascinating. I, I, you know, listened to Belichick's press conference last week where he kind of, you know, talked about McVeigh and, and the offense and kind of what they do a little bit. And I mean, I think the uh, respect he had 
um, was was apparent. I mean, I think the Rams, a lot of what they do is, is, is similar to what the Patriots do in, you know, running the same stuff but changing the personnel and, you know, kind of making window dressing out of, you know, certain looks and, and you think you know what's coming and it's actually the same play you just saw, which is different guys. It, it's that kind of stuff, I think, that, uh, you know, McVeigh is certainly, I mean, I, I'm fascinated just that, you know, they have a texting message out Imagining, you know, like, hey, you up? <laughs> you know, like, what? what, what is the content of, of that? And, uh, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, it obviously just shows Belichick ha- has a lot of respect for him as a coach. Knowing Belichick, I'm not sure he gave away too many secrets. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's for sure. But it, but it did surprise me that they, uh, I'm sure he probably said, called, called the master and said, what do you think of this and what do you think of that? And what's their yeah. connection from the past? I know that's what I'm racking my brain trying to trying to think of. Uh, I, I'm, I'd have to go down the rabbit hole of, of uh, you know yeah. coaching tree and see where, where in their paths might have crossed. Um, you know, but but yeah, certainly uh, interesting. And I mean, uh, all the respect in the world for you know what Sean McVay. I mean, I, I lived out in Los Angeles. I mean, the Rams were on the map when they were <clears> there. Yeah. Uh, and now to have that you know kind of excitement around them. I mean, it's it's, it's huge for the NFL too with the, the monster stadium going in there too. The coolest thing I saw this week, or the funniest thing I didn't realize, of course, now it makes sense. Julian Edelman played against Sean McVay in college. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. In that uh, Mac. I know, I thought they were posted some of the game footage on uh, online. That was great. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and, and Edelman, that was another thing I was kind of stewing about this morning was all this debate about, you know, whether he's a Hall of Famer or not. I'm like, you know, is this really the best time to debate this right before, like, the most clutch receiver in Super Bowl history arguably plays another Super Bowl? Uh, maybe we wait till next week and it's not even a debate. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, there are guys that have been gaudy statistics and whatever, but let's face it, in that league, they they determine who's in the, who's in the Hall of Fame by Super Bowl stuff and playoff stuff, and He's the, he's practically the king. I mean, he's in second place all time for, is it playoff catches or Super Bowl yeah. catches? Yeah, playoff catches. Playoff catches. And, uh, you know, it's the it's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Stats. So, yeah, that's know, right. Who, who's more who's more famous than who? you know a guy who made an iconic catch at least in Super Bowl Fifty One, game winner, and you know. 49 and you know who knows what he's going to do this sunday and it's certainly trending like he's going to have you know 10 catches two of which are going to be impossible yeah he's just a clutch guy and brady counts on him you can just feel it well if you got to send somebody i mean i know it's so hard to debate which patriot goes into the hall of fame because they're you know such a team but i mean i i think you just you put edelman in and he kind of represents welker Dion branch you know kind of the trio because he's, you know, yes. he's done it the longest and he's, he's been the most clutch uh of all of them yeah, really. You know, I mean, Patriots have had a number of Super Bowl teams, obviously in the Brady-Belichick era. Have you I, I thought started to think about how this one compares with the others, or is it too early yet to wait till this actual game actually happens? I think this one's kind of a throwback to the old ones. Um, it's a little more ba- – I mean, it's just been the balance. I mean, that's what's really stuck out to me is, you know, having such an effective uh, a run game – um, you know, I think they were effective when they ran it uh, in, in 2014 and 2016, but it had to be specialty games, you know, and, and you had to be able to get LeGarrette Blount out there. It wasn't like it is now where Sony Michelle, they're able to, you know, generate yards on first down and, uh, you know, and, and just be that well-rounded offense where it's not, all right, we got to lean on Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and Gronk to win this. I mean, granted, they, they played huge parts last week. Um, but, you know, they aren't overly flashy, but they are just overall just such a solid team. And, and, I mean, that's the team we saw at home all year. Everybody, you know, wants to talk a lot about the crappy team we saw on the road. Um, but, you know, if you look at the home team and the team that's shown up in the playoffs, I think there's a lot of throwback 
to those old teams uh, just being fundamentally sound across the board uh, and, of course, winning you know, on the road in the AFC Championship, which you know, shut up a lot of people. Uh, you know, b- back to the Rams a little bit. Um, the player who scares me the most, if I were to be uh, evaluated from the Patriots side, is is Aaron Donald. It's not anyone on their offense. I I mean, cause just because Brady, as great as he is, now great the line protecting him against Kansas City. Aaron Donald is another beast, right? He's another. He's 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 next level. He's the best pass rusher in the NFL, bar none, probably, right? And so he is the beast. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, is that your biggest concern when it comes to the Rams as well? Is is that man? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and and I think Sue is is isn't that far behind him. Mm. I mean, Donald is on another level, and uh, you know, those are always the guys. I mean, look at the Super Bowls they lost to the Giants. Those are the you know Justin Tuck put those guys in the Justin Tuck role. It's the same thing. So. Mm. I mean, of course, it just it goes without saying that the offensive line has to continue uh, to be good. But, you know, I, 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 they just need to have a plan every down on how to deal with those guys and, you know, how to try to use their aggressiveness against them. Um, and I think that the Patriots have a lot of experience doing that. They have the pieces to do that. I mean, you have a number of different options at running back, you know, each who kind of cover a spectrum of pass catching, you know, slash hard running. Uh, you know, with James Devlin as well and in that group. So they have a number of options. And, I mean, I think on, on every down, you're, you're going to see Tom Brady looking first for him, uh, you know, and, and the offensive line planning their protection for him uh, specifically because I mean, that is the game. Nobody can destroy the game like he can. Mike, do you think uh, – I was thinking about it driving in today to the show. Uh, they were talking about uh, those teams through the years that have have had the – highest percentage of their five interior offensive linemen together for the whole season are the teams that win the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. And it certainly has been that case. They've had a little bit of injury, knock on wood, but not not the out for the season, that kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, the two seasons that Dante Scarnecchia wasn't there was a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. do, are there any – I haven't looked it up. Are there any – Assistant coaches that are in the Hall of Fame? Because I'm <laughs> well, thinking I, he should be. That's a, that's a great question. I, uh, I mean, I, yeah, he should be. I mean, and, and just the the work that those guys have done, and you know, I mean, you see Trent Brown. I saw a quote from him this week, you know, saying that that Dante he's been here one year, and he says, "Oh, he's going to be a lifelong friend of mine now." <laughs> uh, it just goes to show you how how quick of an impact he can have on guys. And um, there's there's some videos on on YouTube of of him coaching. Uh, at a seminar, I think it's at, back in Notre Dame, maybe a, a few years ago. But uh, just uh, amazing to listen to him talk. You can understand uh, why guys respond to him and why he's able to, you know, m- not only mold guys from you know wrestlers, you know, as Stephen Neal's case of never yeah. having played football and you know making him into a starter to uh, you know first round picks like Logan Mankins who you know have a great long career and and, and you know dominate. Uh, and we're seeing it now with these guys, Shaq Mason. Oh my gosh, I mean. Joe Tooney, they're, they're just all playing so well. And, you know, David Andrews has really grown into a, another key guy. I mean, it's just amazing, the offensive lines, what solid play they've gotten over the last 20 years and, and just how they kind of always have those solid core groups um, that take them far in the playoffs. They interviewed somebody uh, yesterday that said, coming to the Patriots and playing offensive line, that uh, the, the accountability is incredible, what they expect and. He said Dante never gives up. He 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 doesn't take a day where he lets you be sloppy and and uh, and not doing your job and not being held accountable. And they said playing for the Patriots is like dog years. 
you know, it's it's hard that you you are expected to be at your top of your game all of the time, and uh, two years is like playing four years, you know, that kind of thing. And but isn't that what being a champion is all about? And he boy, he can bring it. I believe it, and that's why I never really got all that worked up about, you know, oh, Brady and Belichick had some tense moments and Gronk had some tense moments. Like, of course they did. I mean, those coaches ride their players probably unlike any other team in the NFL, and I'm sure they get sick of it after a while, and maybe they don't want to go to OTAs and deal with it in April uh, when they're at the top of their game. So, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff I think has also been proved to be kind of like a little overblown, but... Uh, you know, I mean, it's, as, as I always say, it's like it's just a place for football nerds and guys who love football and can't get enough of that kind of stuff and like being quizzed in the hallway, you know, pop quizzes by Bill Belichick in the hallway. Uh, we've certainly seen some guys excel at it and, you know, other guys kind of get here and they're like, nope, not for me. So what what's your Super Bowl routine, right, on day of the game as a fan? What are you doing? you have any superstitions? you have any uh, parties you regularly attend or how does that work for you? Uh, well, I can't attend parties. I mean, you know, you can't go somewhere where you don't have, like, control over the spot or you know, food or, you know, something could just go wrong. But, uh, you know, I, I, last year did did do with my sister uh, and her family. You know, I, I think if you keep it in the family, you know, you can, like, you know, demand your couch spot. You need to rewind the TV for a replay. They don't mind. Um, you know, but for me, it's, uh, you know, it's just about enjoying it. I mean, I think the one thing I always make sure to do is just, Good food, like find a way, whether it's ordering out or, or just cooking ourselves, uh, you know, making sure we got a lot of good food to eat. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know, this year I think I'm going to be watching it just, just quietly at home with the family. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, they're always so stressful. So, you know, you just kind of have to <laughs> grin and bear it and get through it because it certainly uh, can be not fun at moments. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see how it all shakes out. And, of course, the Super Bowl can be heard right here on the new 105.5 Sports as long uh, as well as 92.7 Mains Big Z. And don't forget, folks, check out patspropaganda.com. Mike Dusso, lots of good stuff on there, lots of good stuff today here on the B-List. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I'll see you on the other side. Take care, Mike. Hey, we'll come back with a win.